Break yourself, fool! Welcome to the return of the Jackson Reaction Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Gene Jackson, along with co-host... Rosie J. Jackson. It's been a, I didn't say long-awaited return, because I don't know if anybody's really been awaiting it or not, but it's probably been, what, July since we've done one of these? Yeah, and truthfully, if they're awaiting our return, they have no life. Well, that's... So... It's anyway. not nice to say about our fan. Hey, but, I'm just know. saying, if, if, if you sit around waiting on... The Jackson Reaction podcast to show up on your queue so you can listen to the adventures of Rosie and Jean. Uh, you need to find a hobby, my dear friends, because that's been it's well, been a couple months. It has been a couple months. Uh, so. Yeah, I would say probably middle of July, maybe yeah. somewhere in there. Um, a lot's gone on since then. Uh, we're not going to go into all that for various reasons, but um, a promotion at work led to us moving. Which led to Rosie getting a new job and a lot of a lot of cool things going on that have kept us really really busy. So we haven't had time to sit around and ramble on about stuff. But right now we're in a car. We're on our way to Pigeon Forge for a mini vacation, if you will. And uh, it's it's a favorite time of year of of ours, Rosie specifically. It's Halloween. Woo! So uh, you have, as you as you do annually, uh, beginning around the first of October, it, it's a month long process of you getting out your horror movie collection, figuring out which ones we don't have that we need to get, and uh, basically me figuring out which ones I need to expose you to next is is my my yeah, thought process uh, on that. Little known fact about me: I wasn't a horror movie guy. When I was a kid, didn't watch hardly any of them. I ended up watching some later on in my late 20s. Um, and the rest of them, each year around Halloween time, Rosie's been expo- ex- exposing me, for lack of a better word, to new and exciting Halloween movies, which may be a bit of exaggeration. They're not always exciting. I take Most that of them aren't uh, new. They're from the 80s. I take that as you're, you're putting a bit of sarcasm in there, too. because um, um, Maybe just a little. Some some of the ones I've introduced you to, you haven't been quite enthused about, and you've kind of looked at me like, really, this is what people were scared of, or really, this is what you enjoy? Like, oh my God, you know? Well, you know, you, you showed me the Saw movies, and most of those were good. The first one was excellent. But then on the other end of that spectrum, I had to watch Waxwork the other day, and I still don't know why I watched Waxwork the other day. Because you love me. Fucking horrendous. Because you Uh, love me. I do love you. Well, and that's the thing about most 80s horror movies, is they were fucking horrendous back in... I mean, they to these standards of what you've seen to today's horror movie, like, you know, you're more gory and just disemboweled and I don't enjoy that shit at all dismemberment that you see in movies these days you didn't have that in the 80s you had cheesy horror effects you had the, this you could tell it was over overly fake blood I mean just terrible acting and you know when I was a kid and I was growing up you know we had the the up all nights the uh, the monster vision which 
the, the man I just absolutely adored growing up, Joe Bob Briggs, was the host of. And, you know, I, I grew up watching a lot of these when I was a kid, and I grew up watching them at a very early age, you know. Shout I, out to our friend Nathan Hamilton, who's had an opportunity to interview and hang out with Joe um, Bob Briggs, which you are so jealous of. I'm so jealous of that because I love that man. I, I'm telling you, I stayed up on many a nights and got a many a ass whoopings because of that man because <laughs> I had a... I'd get in trouble first for watching it, and then I would get in trouble for smarting off after I got told to turn it off, which led to my ass whooping, but it didn't deter me from sneaking back in there and turning it back on. So, you know, I mean, I was a rebellious at a young... You know, like, when I, I remember as, as far back to 80, 84, 83, maybe even 85, around in the, the early 80s, I was, my brother still lived at home. He was dating. Um, he had, you know, girlfriends that he'd bring over, and they'd watch movies in his room and stuff. And, right. you know, it was always horror movies and or scary movies or whatever, you know. And I knew that I was too young to watch those, but I wanted to watch them because he watched them. And so I would sneak in and get under the bed and watch these movies. Well, he didn't know I was in there. I knew I was going to get ass whooping if I got off. So I forced myself to stay under the bed at all cost, just terrified because of what I was watching. And, you know, one one movie in particular that always scared me to death as a child, and I, I mean, I had to sit there and watch the whole thing, and I don't know why it scared me so bad, because I just recently this year watched it for the first time since then, and that's Chud, which <laughs> yeah. is totally humorous, because that is the most cheesy, just crazy movie. <clears throat> But as a, as, a, as a young, young child, seeing that, it scared the living daylights out of me. And I couldn't go new, near sewer potholes. I couldn't go, I couldn't hardly go to public bathrooms. It just, you know, Ghoulies was another one that did that to me, too. I mean, I, I would have to, like, go to the bathroom, leave the door open, and yell for Mom to come stand there because I thought a ghoulie was going to get me. And... <laughs> It's just it's weird how things like that when you're a child you think are the just most terrifyingest things ever. Yeah. But when you watch them as an adult, it's just it's laughable. laughable. <clears throat> yeah. You know, as to in thinking of okay, what I've watched to this point so far, that's what terrified me so bad. You know, I mean I've seen literally in my time and, and I went through a time in my teenage years where all I watched was horror movies. I, I become rather uh, morbid really uh I, I was going into the stage of wearing black a lot um <laughs> my my room at that time was covered wall-to-wall -wall horror posters um I, I made it my my destiny to watch every single everything i could find horror related like italian horror uh especially was was the greatest like facility movies were were fabulous um sorgentino i mean all slasher films you know, Faces of Death, Traces of Deaths, all the Texas Chainsaw Maskers, even the bad ones. Nightmare. Even the bad ones, they're, they're all bad. Uh, not all of them. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hey, look, Leatherface, man, is truly a scary... Okay, the premise of... It's a scary premise, yeah, but It's a scary premise. Easily done, I, I gotta admit. But, okay, <clears throat> the first one, the original Chainsaw Massacre. There is nothing better <laughs> than Gunnar Hansen wailing around like a re like a just crazy mental person with a chainsaw the part where he busts the door frame down and the father goes what you did to the damn door 
always gets me. I swear to God. That always yeah. gets me. It's pretty damn funny. But anyway, um, you're you're not so much, you don't have the memories I have with Halloween in October and the horror movies and the haunted houses and, yeah. you know, going out and doing the chaotic trick-or-treating, uh, which is where you, you dress up and you trick-or-treat, but yet later that night you go back out of the house still dressed up and either roll egg or um, water balloon somebody's house that you don't like and I had a lot of mischief in with my October uh, depending on who my friends were at that time but <laughs> I, I wasn't um, very well liked around my neighborhood growing up due to the fact that most people knew that I was the one that did it um, so <laughs> it kind of made it a little hard as I got older you know it's like oh there's Rosie she's gonna tear your house up you know, every time somebody got their yard papered, they'd come look at me. I'm like, I didn't do it this time. Right. So. But, yeah, you know, these, every year, like I say, you show me a bunch of these movies, and it's always a mixed bag. You know, the some are, some are better than I expected. And then, like, uh, for instance, uh, this year I watched It all the way through from beginning to end. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, the payoff to that was just... I don't even know what to say. Look, I really, I really don't. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I love Stephen King's writing ability and skills, but the characterization of it is horrid. It is it, him as a as a as a thing is horrifying. The image of it, okay, as the clown, you know, Tim Curry is is it was great, but the story you know kind of falls apart towards the end and especially in the movie well even in the book it kind of does right. it's just like you don't you expect something a little bit better you know or maybe a little bit store better storyline and it's not the best Stephen King miniseries out there to watch now I'm a fan of The Stand that is really good actually yeah. um, the Tommy Knockers and eh, not so great um his Shadows and Dreamscapes was pretty good. He has a lot of good short stories in that. Yeah. Um, we watched, and I don't guess this is necessarily a Halloween movie because it's Christmas throughout, but um, we watched Gremlins the other night, and I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. And it, it brought, brought, brought back all kinds of memories because, like I say, I haven't watched it since I was probably 10 years old. But, uh, again that cheesiness that you don't necessarily pay attention to as a kid. I, I, really, I never really thought Gremlins was scary, but I just didn't think, really consider like we were talking about now as you know, adults, like, where the hell did Gremlins get these outfits? You know, one's dressed up like the Flashdance dancer, and they've got little jackets they're Christmas caroling in, and they've got, they've exactly, got like winter Gremlin, hats. And, like gremlin size apparel. Uh, like the one they, had this yeah, trench, the coat trench coat they were flashing people with. <laughs> uh, and I know that's overthinking it. But well, ironic, we watched Gremlins on Friday night, and Saturday, or Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was, Saturday night we watched Gremlins, and then Sunday we watched that waxwork, which had the same guy in it, you know. And it's like, he was in one of the biggest hits ever. And then by 88, he's doing this turd of a fucking movie. Look, let me, let me just tell you, okay? Back in the 80s, Waxworks was not... I guess it kind of was a turd in a way, but it was so much that people still went and seen it. It still sold tickets. I mean, because, yeah. you know, 
I guess the main thing I, I relive by watching these cheesy ones, and you know I pick a theme every year when I pick these movies. Like yeah. the one year we watched every zombie film made, every George A. Romero movie I could find. If it had of the dead. At of the, the, top, the dead. We watched it. We watched it. Okay, that's right. Of the dead, and I have to say, of all of the deads, the original. Living Night of the Living Dead, I always watch on October 1st. Always. I start my Halloween off with Night of the Living Dead, the black and white, very first Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Then I proceed on to the 80s, the return of the Night of the Living Dead, which has a very punk rock appeal to it. I like. Um, super cheesy, but I love it. I just I always love those two. Um, I always have to watch Vincent Price House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Vincent Price is like <clears throat> I love Vincent Price. <laughs> he just has that creepy demeanor that kinda like Robert England, no matter what you see him in, he seems creepy. And I love it. It's just awesome. Yeah. See Vincent Price to me first awareness I had a Vincent Price was a thriller video. That's so sad. I'm sure that's offensive to you. That is very offensive. Maybe I find that very sad. Listening to this, but you know, you need culture, it sir. Is what it is. But uh, one of the dead we haven't watched yet, and I'm sure we'll squeeze it in Sunday night when we get back home, or maybe Monday is Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, Shaun of the Dead usually the gets watched on Halloween. Um, yeah, I got the 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 loveliness of introducing Shaun of the Dead to to Gene. He had never seen it and. Surprisingly, he loves it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. That's awesome. It's awesome because Shaun of the Dead's great. I mean, I don't yeah. care how many times you watch it. <laughs> it's it's as funny as it was the first time you watched it, and I love it. Uh, Nick Nick Frost is like awesome in that. He's and like you my favorite. want to drink. <laughs> I love Nick Frost. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've got to introduce you to some really really great ones, some really really bad ones, and. Like I said, I, I have a theme that goes along every year. Of you know, I, I'll sit and I have hundreds of horror movies, and so I'll sit and like put them in order of which ones I'm going to watch on what weekends or days. And since I'm working full time now, I've only had the Saturdays by myself that I can sit and watch just what I want to, whatever. So this year I went with the '80s theme. And I watched, you know, Ghostbusters, and we watched The Lost Boys, and we watched, you know, The Gremlins, and the 976 Evil, and just, you know, it, it was yeah. all 80s themed. And the only the only thing I wished I could have found a little earlier to get to watch was The Puppet Masters and Phantasm. Because last year's theme was Wes Craven. Yes, last and year so was... the first time I saw people under the stairs... Serpent the Rainbow, Shocker, which that was his turn. Hey, um, <laughs> Mitch Pelleggi and Shocker was. <laughs> you, uh, you introduced me this really year good. to so. um, thanks to a great sale from the the replay store. Plug for them. Uh, thanks to a sale they had, you've introduced me to Tales from the Crypt. I had never watched either Tales from the Crypt. Now yes. I'm looking into buying the other season because I've enjoyed the first I grew up with Tales part. from the Crypt. I mean, it, it's it's terrible to say this, and I don't know what it says about my parents and my raising, or maybe they just didn't care, but we had HBO. I had HBO Cinemax and Showtime as a, as a child all through my childhood, all up into my teenage years, adult years. I mean, so I had access to all the HBO shows, all the Cinemax that I probably shouldn't have watched. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, another that's a whole other podcast. Another 
Um, yeah, no scrambled uh, networks uh, trying to search for a satellite for me. It's just, yeah, you know, just flipping all of those right there. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the tales from the crypt. I love those. I just some of the storylines are super cheesy. Yeah, but but it, I guess the payoff for it is it's a mix. Like you don't know what you're going to get because you might get one that's really suspenseful and really well written and really not cheesy at all and you're like oh that was really good and then the next one may be just the dumbest cheesiest 80s feeling thing you've ever seen exactly but it balances itself especially when you sit and watch them like in a row like like yeah. we have recently like binge watching like that i kind of like that because i don't know exactly what i'm getting each time uh, to, so, to know, me i don't know to me being the the huge fan i am of alfred hitchcock yeah. and ray bradbury and you know like even twilight zones it's like i get that kind of new age feel from it it's like it's something different but it's something similar it's a and it's interesting to me to see all the people who went on to be big name celebrities that popped up on this show throughout oh the yeah years of it you know it was a very popular thing i mean especially amongst people that watched hbo back in the time i mean see, it, we were a cinemax house we didn't have hbo so i i never saw it but i always just saw the crypt keeper like i had some cheesy shit i wouldn't watch that uh but i mean he's just a bookend on each end of the show it really he doesn't fit any of it at all so no but he, he kind of makes it that laugh. Yeah, I mean, scares the hell out of BB. Oh uh, yeah, BB BB hates it. Ears cock back every time he speaks. <laughs> it's awesome. But uh, if I can rant for just a minute, something I find completely shocking. My favorite Halloween movie of all time, back to even when I was a kid, is one of the few that I watched. Is Halloween, the original John Carpenter Halloween. Okay, and we decided this year, we haven't seen it in a few years, we were going to watch it. We went everywhere to Walmarts, Kmarts, to uh, the trade-in stores. We could not find a copy of the original Halloween anywhere. And still and have still it. have it. We're hoping to find one on this trip at some point. But I find that freaking, um, that of all the horror movies and all these sets, 27 fucking Halloween movies and It'll be Halloween 3 or Halloween 2 or the one that don't even have goddamn Michael Myers in, which was the point. But they don't have the original. And it's, it's driving me nuts. I don't. I would have thought that you could walk to the Walmart $5 bin and there would be 50 freaking copies of it in there. But you can't <laughs> find it anywhere. I don't know. It's like they put them out and they sell it. They know we're coming. They Fucking sell them all Arkham out. Covenant or something. Exactly. Shit, right? So, I mean, I don't know. They'll probably be refined and hopefully we can find it and watch it on Halloween Day. If not... We have Rob Zombies 1 and 2. Yeah, so, and now, you know. and I do enjoy Rob Zombies Halloween. I, and it's one of those things where it seems like people either love it or they hate it. And there's not a lot of middle ground. Now, I'll admit, 2 went in a weird direction that I, I don't particularly love. Gene um, hates House of a Thousand Corpses. I fucking hate House of a Thousand Corpses. If you, like, I love that, it. Fuck off, it's a terrible fucking movie. Okay. I hate everything about it. Hey, however, let me ask you however, this, though. Captain Spaulding. He's funny, but Gotta the movie it. overall sucks. Uh, okay, okay. But for as much as I hate House of a Thousand Corpses, on the opposite end of that, I love uh, Devil's Rejects. I gotta go figure. I just don't like. I don't know. I just don't like the style. It's the, the styles know, are different. And I know that was something he was going for in that movie. He was trying to replicate that style of movie, and, he, and I'm sure he did it well for people who appreciate that. It just wasn't my thing. And I, I 
didn't want to watch fucking Devil's Rejects because I hated House of a Thousand Corpses so bad. So I, I watched it under protest, and then I then I I loved it. So I don't know. It's weird. But. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Since then, I don't know. Like we haven't seen Salem. We haven't seen this new. Was it seven, seventeen, uh, eighteen, something like that? Thirty-six. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a number. Thirty-two, thirty-five. We're playing, we don't we're playing know. Fucking bingo or something. But anyway, <laughs> bingo. some, some, something with a number, and we haven't seen that either. But and that, and that's sad. I know there's people that are listening to this that, that want to like slap me because they they know how big of a Rob Zombie fan I am, and for me to not watch those already is just atrocious, I'm sure, but I just haven't had time. I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah. I, it's finding the time to to sit down and watch these and, like, I don't know if it's because I've got older, but, like, I have a heart now. I didn't have a heart back when I was a teenager. I mean, I could sit and eat and watch the most gruesome, grotesque stuff you ever seen and just be like, hey, that's awesome. You know, I mean, like, now, like, I watch movies that have any kind of brutality to it. I cry. I cry like a bitch, and I have nightmares, and I just can't, I don't know what it is. You've, you've made me a person, and I, damn it, why? My bad. Was, oh, shame on you. Wasn't my intention, but, uh, <sighs> oh. but, well, that, and we seem to, like, crowbar all the scary movies in the month of October, and the rest of the year, we don't make it a point to watch them. Exactly. Plus, we've had... Hulu and Netflix and all this other shit. So basically, if it didn't come on one of them, we didn't go out and pay $20 for a movie we didn't know if we were going to like or not. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's well, how a lot and, of movies have, have fallen by the wayside. Well, and then plus we don't we don't really go to the movies like we used to because it's no, so expensive. Yeah, I don't even remember what the last... I think the last movie we went to the movie to see was... Uh, Hunger was Games. The End of the World or... Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, um, the one with to the world's To them. the World's End. No, not no, that we didn't watch Oh, yeah, it was the Sean. one with Seth. That's right. Uh, Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen, and Danny McBride. This is the end. This is the end. That's, this is the that's end. That's the last thing I remember I said. We may have saw the Hunger Games things after that, but that was the last two. Yeah. Before that, it was like the the Dark Shadows or something. That's been like four years ago or something. Yeah, shit. don't tell people about that. But anyway. Shh, shh. Anyway. Anyhow, so we don't go to the movies a lot, and, and Rosie's probably get shot up. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, and, and it's sad that I feel this way because maybe I shouldn't let such happenings in the world affect my life like that, you know, to where it causes me undue stress or, you know, whatever in a situation, but it's like, I can't say 10 years ago I was so, I, I don't know, uh, on edge about yeah. things. It's like, <laughs> I try not to let that get in my mind, but with all the things that are ha- it's, it's happening in the world and the way people are now, you don't know. And, and yeah, I mean, we live in a pretty nice place. I mean, we're, we're in Coleman, um, which I love, by the way. It's a nice town. has a lot of stuff. A uh, lot, of, lot of good people, nice people. Um, you know, I don't think, and, and, and that's, that's probably my bad for not thinking, maybe being too comfortable in my zone, thinking, well, this ain't never going to happen in a place like Coleman. Well, I'm sure the people that got shot up and wherever that was didn't think that they were going to have that happen to them either. Right. You know? I mean, but it's sad that in these days and times, you do have to take a little precaution and you kind of feel a little apprehensive and then you add the the cost of everything onto that. It's like, is it worth it? Nah. I'll just get it out of the red box for a dollar. 
I'll watch it when it comes on HBO or Cinemax or something. It's, you know, so it's, I don't know, I guess that's me getting in my face, too. Yeah. You know, because yeah. before when I was a teenager, I mean, it's even when I was a kid, I mean, talking about these old horror movies, I went to the, the movies and actually seen a lot of these as they came out. All the phantasms I seen in the movie theater. Right. All the, the puppet masters, um, you know, the, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I seen them when they came out in the movie theaters. The Friday the 13th everything. I mean, I went to the movies and seen them. I didn't go rent them. I went and seen them the day they came out. And, I don't know, I guess that, that caused me to have a little greater love and appreciation for them because I've I've went years without seeing some of these movies. Yeah. And granted, they suck. <laughs> now I watch them and it's like, well, God, why did I go spend money on that? But And, and I get that. It's I mean, a nostalgia. It's a nostalgia. Exactly. There's, there's old wrestling shows and old comedies that I watched just for nostalgia reasons. They sucked, and I thought they sucked the first time I saw them, but I just watch them because of whatever memories they bring back, or it's just, that's what I do, because it's that time of year. But, um, okay, so we've talked about the movie aspect of Halloween, um, but another another aspect of Halloween, and this is something I know you haven't done in a long time, and, and I haven't done in a long, long time, uh, that maybe we'll do, maybe one of these years, is uh, Haunted House, or, you know, I guess Sloss is more than like a haunted house, but you know, tell tell about some of your experiences going to like Halloween uh, attractions, if you will. Well, back in my twenties and my teenage years, I I frequented Sloss Furnace from the first time it opened up till probably about the fifth, sixth year they were open. We went to Sloss and all the big big ones that were open at the time, Slain Manor, some of those. Um, I used to be big into that. I used to love it. But, I mean... Have you ever been to the Haunted Chicken? Uh, no, I never got to... I never got to go to the damn Haunted Chicken farm, and I, I hear it is awesome, and I so wanted to go when that band Dangerous New Machine was I was about was to say, out. two things I know about that. One, Dangerous New Machine played there one year, and we, we could have went. And it would have been awesome. two, uh, the 60-year-old referee from Pro South, Terry Hudgens, plays Michael Myers at the Haunted Chicken house. Oh, uh, spoiler alert. Anyway, hey, hey, <laughs> um, no, I mean we haven't been. I know that's not your thing. I mean to me, it's it's just like I don't know. I guess it brings back a part of my youth to go to one. Yeah. So it's why I would like to go. But um, mostly uh, back in the day, Sloss was pretty good in its early years. It was it was pretty good. I'd say the effects, the you know the the people, the 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 whole atmosphere of it was just on key yeah. and to know the history of Sloss <laughs> Furnace a lot of people died there a lot of people died because it was um, a factory you not know exactly up to code at the time not up to code and a lot of times they made workers do stuff that they shouldn't have been doing and they died yeah. and you know you know and I mean there's been several of the um, the sci-fi you know detective things that have went and actually recorded activity at this place. Who was that that took Meatloaf? We watched Meatloaf um, there walking around. That was the some, Ghost Hunters. Yeah. The yeah Ghost Hunters. And, they and, were at Sloss, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And it was like, I mean, I would love to go and spend a night in Sloss Furnace. It would scare the shit out of me, but I would love it. Yeah. Okay? 
but the, the one time that always stands out to me because you know we would go these years and I think it was about the third or fourth year we went and it was starting to progressively get bad like super cheesy that you'd walk up on the actors and they'd be smoking a cigarette because they weren't ready for you to come through huh. you know I mean just you know it was like man why don't I even spend 20 bucks to, to come to this shit but anyway it was something to do on Halloween so the one in particular I always remember is we went and um it was one of the times where we're walking through. We were a little behind our group that went because I have a friend of mine that does security at uh, for the company that does Sloss Furnace, Atrox, and it's like a security company that hires them out to do this. Right. And um, he, he was working Sloss that night, and we stopped and talked to him and got kind of behind and stuff. And so as we're trying to catch up with our group... I'm walking through, see this, see this dude standing there smoking a cigarette, and then he all of a sudden, boo! I'm like, oh, fuck you, dude, whatever. No. So I'm walking through, and they have this part where they have these, looks like body bags hanging from the rafters. And you're walking through them, touching them. Some of them, they have people in amongst them that'll touch you, kind of, you know, you don't know where they're coming out of. Well, at the end of it, there's a dude standing there, and it, it I mean, it looks like a dude has one of the outfits on like the body bag you know i'm thinking okay whatever dude he's just standing there he's not doing anything i look down he has no feet he's not propped up against the wall he's not i mean he's he's out just out standing there with no feet it is not an optical illusion i am pretty sure it was a ghost i am more than positive it was and from other people that have posted on like Sloss's site and different sighting sites and stuff, they've seen something similar to that. And it, it freaked me out. It really freaked me out. So that that was one of the most uh, memorable ones I remember at Sloss was, was that. That at that that was probably the point where I realized, holy shit, ghosts are real. <laughs> it is a real paranormal activity is a real thing probably not to the degree of what movies spin it as but it it is a possibility that is a real thing i've i've wanted to go to atrox like when uh captain spaulding was there one year or like robert england or like i would like to go when there's somebody cool there to meet um because knowing me i'm gonna no sell the haunted house i always do that guy that's just gonna look at him be like yeah okay yeah. And walk on, which everybody's on. Like, fucking hey, like, yeah, you dick. Like, why are you paying money to not even play along? Exactly. But, I mean, that's like you sitting in the front row at a wrestling show and just looking at people. And True. Because I show no emotion at wrestling. I don't like clap. Like, the worst time of your fucking life. Yeah, and, and most everybody assumes that when, when I go to shows. Like, you've actually had people ask you that. Well, yeah, because you'll go to their show and you just sit there and, and just stare a hole through everybody, but then they... They see you on TV on ROH and you're beating the damn barricade down and you're about to jump the rail. Because I always go, oh yeah, that's just how she reacts at wrestling shows. She doesn't sell anything. She doesn't put anything over. Yeah. And they're like, well, God damn it, ROH, she was beating the rail to death. I did. I had a big oh, bruise on my hand from beating uh, the rail so bad. But yeah, yeah I, I truly, I remember uh, Kyle Sorry, Matthews. Weren't your show. Kyle Matthews was uh, extremely offended. Kyle Matthews had, had made it a point that he was going to get a reaction out of you of some sort. Because they it was one of those nights, you know, where he went out for one thing, and, like, he ran out and helped somebody or some shit. Well, anyway, he was coming out twice. So he came out the first time, and he saw you sitting there, and you were, like, right at the end of a row where everybody was, oh, God, God, they're hugging him and 
raping him through the fucking rail or whatever. And I'm just and sitting you're just there. sitting there, arms crossed, like, you know. Whatever. Whatever, dude. <laughs> and so, yeah, he had told me before, and he's like, I'm going to get a reaction out of your wife. Like, she's just sitting there, like, she's having the worst time of her life. I'm like, ah, not necessarily. And, I'm really uh, not. I just looked and, that and way. You didn't, and you didn't give him shit. Like, he walked right up and... What did he say to you? He said something like, "You're gonna, you're gonna smile, or you're gonna laugh, or I'm gonna make you something." And yeah, I was like, and, "Yeah, and okay." You looked at him like he's shitting your cereal or something. <laughs> exactly. <You know>? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> poor Kyle. Yeah, poor yeah. Kyle. He ain't the only one. He, oh, no, I'm sure there's been plenty I've pissed off doing that oh, because yeah. they'll all they'll all be trying to, to come up to me. What are you gonna do? And I'm just like, "Yeah, whatever." That's why I was glad <laughs> when I got a gimmick table. I'm like, well, at least if she's sitting behind the gimmick table, they can't was, mess was with less me. Less conspicuous so. when she's sitting in the front row. Exactly. Like I've I've tried to be better about that. Now you know I I don't mean that on purpose. It's just like I mean some of the shows, and I, and I don't mean this as a bad thing towards anybody, but. Yeah, and we've already done this podcast. We've, we've done this podcast, but I, I'm just going to... scare the Halloween went off. I, I'm not, I'm not, but I, I'm just saying that some of the more low-key shows we've been to, and, and I mean low-key by like out in the boonies, you know, of Mississippi and Alabama and different places like that, they don't entertain me. And, and well, All right, well, let's be honest. A lot of those shows... You've seen, you've been watching these guys wrestle yeah, for five 20, years 30 now. Times. You've seen their shtick over and over. Exactly. And most of them don't change it up too much. So. Exactly. So it's like, it's a very repetitive thing. I'm sitting there watching it. It's like, eh, you know, okay, yeah. whatever. But like, when I'm at Ring of Honor, it's, it's new and it's different and it's not the same thing I've seen. And yes, I am more excited. In Chikara shows, I'm more excited. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not just me. It's not me not liking wrestling or not liking the people or whatever. It's just a bland, it's a blandness to me. Yeah. And so it's just like I get that look on my face like I'm just hating life. And and, I, and I'm not. I'm, I enjoy being there and I enjoy being wherever you're at doing whatever you're doing. But it's like I just, I know to people that don't know me, they just look, God, your wife looks like, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, steering it back to Halloween. Okay. Putting you on the spot. You don't know this is coming. Okay. Your top five favorite Halloween movies. Ooh, that's hard. Um, well, I, I like High Tension. I was going to mention that was in my head earlier, and I got sidetracked on something else. But yeah, you showed me High Tension last year, and uh, that was that was that's a good title for it because it's a very tense movie. It, it makes your blood pressure high. Yeah, throughout, yeah. and then the payoff to it is like holy shit, you know. Um, yeah, that, I recommend that movie. And I'm not a, I'm not one for foreign movies. Like I was cussing under my breath when I found out I was gonna have to watch it. I was like, God damn, this is gonna be fucking horrible. Um, but it, it was, it was good, and it's like I say, it hooks you in right off the bat, and and then when you, you know, the ending, it's worth it. Is all I can say. Uh, not to give it away, I don't miss. True, because uh, it, it does have that storyline where you don't really pick up on like what's going on with mm-hmm. it. It's like you kind of get an idea, but you don't know until it happens. And then, and and then that makes you, and I haven't yet, but as you're sitting there pondering it after it's over, you almost want to turn around and watch it again and see where you could have maybe picked up on things, but you didn't or whatever. Yeah, kind of like the first soul. Yeah. 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 And, and probably the, the first soul is, is going to be in my one of my top fives because of the the twist. Yeah. When, when he, he gets up off that floor 
at the so end of that assuming thing. Assuming you've all seen Saw, everybody seen Everybody seen Saw. <laughs> now I only saw it three but, years ago for the first time. Well, guess, you know. well, that's you. Everybody that listens to this has already seen it because if you have it, we aren't friends. But um, that's what I mean. I mean the gore <laughs> and the hacking people up and all that shit. I, I've got nothing for that. But a movie like that that you know can draw you in and then shock you with something you know psychological not shock you because they you know drilled their eyeball out and shut up their ass or whatever but <laughs> like hostile <laughs> yeah I, I refuse to watch that one i'm sorry I, um, I just i'm not doing it I, while, while i'm naming off my five i will tell you the experience i had going to the movies and watching hostile when it first came out i i love eli roth he has a, a great mind for dismemberment he ha- he has a great storytelling mind but he would be so much better if he just lay off some of the gratuitous dismemberment. I know true horror fans would say that is bullshit. You gotta have that to have it. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm an old school horror fan. I like I like a plot. I like suspense. And I do like blood. And I do like a little dismemberment to, to kind of make me get the eh factor. <laughs> but... <laughs> enjoy a little dismemberment. Just a little. Not me personally. Just a little dis. Not not else. me, but someone else, you know. Um, I just don't enjoy such a just. And, and to me, it's not really giving your senses any kind of thrill. I don't know. Maybe to somebody that has a sick twist about them that likes that kind of thing. Um, but me personally, it, it doesn't really make me feel good as a person to look three or four seats down and see a kid no bigger than about seven years old getting made to watch this movie and he's crying from the start all the way through it and whoever he's with either mother aunt i don't know needed to be slapped for letting him sit there and will making him basically she made him because he kept begging please i don't want to watch it i don't want to listen can we go and she said no you're gonna sit here and watch it it was the saddest fucking thing i'd ever seen and that kid, I'm sure, is screwed up to this day. I'm sure he's a little serial killer right now. I'm sure. Which, I'm sure, in eighth grade, my teacher thought I would grow up, I mean, and be one, because she actually called my dad and said I had a horrible, morbid sense of storytelling. And I guess that's where I love the tales from the crib, because, you know, I was watching those at the time. Yeah. And developed all my little short story writings, and I wish I could find those and read them to you, because you would be like, oh my God, I had some great great horror stories I wrote. Yeah. Fantastic back then. Um, some R.L. Stein shit, you know, just right. <laughs> great. Um, but, yeah, back to my back to my list. Um, so, we got High Tension. We have the saw on there. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, is on there because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the, the big movie monsters and, and that would be, you know, Leatherface. Yeah. Um, not, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is is always the best. Johnny Depp, you know, in that that is like my favorite. Yeah. Um. People under the stairs is probably one of my favorite Wes Cravens, just because it's just fucked up and I love it. Um. And it's not really a horror movie, really. I mean, it's just a house full of crazy people. Yeah. Which is just crazy, but I like that. I like the story of it. Um, let's see. Well, uh, Dustal Dawn. I know which I say that, and a lot of people are like, oh my god, you just, oh, really? Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. But Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino have a great mind. They've made some great movies together. 
Now, granted, the graphics in Dustal Dawn aren't great, but the premise of the, the Gecko Brothers yeah. is awesome. Him and um, what you, George Clooney. Yeah. George Clooney as a badass is awesome. I'm sorry. He, I know that sounds weird, but he he's an awesome badass. Um, but I'm just a fan of Quentin Tarantino in general, so I'd watch it if he made a movie about gold turds. I'd sit and watch yeah. it, so it's just how it is. But, uh, let's see. What else do I like? What else oh, have I mean, I, we've, hit, we've probably hit five. We probably hit five there, probably but I'm sure eight. there's many. I mean, I just, I like a whole array of different things. There's, yeah. I mean, I have everything from old school to, to new stuff to middle range. It's Hellraiser. Clive Barker is one of the most genius people of his time. Um, even to this day, his storylines for Hellraiser um, are fabulous. Yeah, I mean, I know that you don't dig that. That's not your cup of tea there, but um, yeah. A Magica, when he wrote A Magica, is really, really good. The Candyman, I mean, I love all Clive, Clive Barker stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I can't I can't really think of just a specific, another one to throw in there, but yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty good range for yeah. me. Okay, well, uh, like I say, there was, you know, the, uh, you were going to show me uh, Candyman this year, I think. We weren't able to locate it, so we'll definitely put that on next year's list. Yeah, you'll watch. Uh, next sure. year will probably be the, the Clive Barker experience. And yeah, we'll get a get earlier to, start on rounding those up. You'll get to see the Hellraisers and the uh, Candymans and the different ones. And, yeah, you'll you'll hate me for, for it. it. Yeah, you'll hate me for it. But, uh, you know, I know that's where we differ on things. I mean, I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. I'd, I have to say, if you'd met me probably 10 years ago or even 15 years ago, my likes and the things that I was into, you, you would have been like, oh, no, 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 no. You're weird. Uh, but thank God, you, like I said, you've made me turn into a human again. Um, no longer the dark and devious, evil, morbid person that I was. So... Uh, kind of, I guess, thank you for that. You're welcome, I guess, or sorry. I don't know how much I look at it. <laughs> I still uh, have it in me. It's in me. It's, it's, you don't lose that, but I don't, uh, I just don't feed off of it like I used to. Oh, that's a good thing, so. Yeah. So, anyway, Halloween will be Monday. I don't, this will probably go out Sunday night or Monday, so. We'll be we'll be watching Shaun of the Dead. If we find John Carpenter's Halloween, we'll watch that. If not, we'll we'll substitute something else in its place uh, for for our Halloween night celebration. And uh, is there anything else Halloween related we, we didn't cover? Anything you want to put out there? Any suggestions that maybe something somebody hasn't seen that they should, or somebody like me who uh, who's lacking in their horror movie step outside your element yeah step outside your element find find your little little culture i know like i said it's not everybody's cup of tea but there's so many different uh things horror it has i mean just the whole mystery you know to the to the horror realm is is something i mean like i said if if maybe the newer the gory stuff the dismemberment stuff isn't your thing like yours maybe try something older like the Alfred Hitchcocks or the Twilight Zones or the Outer Limits or you know something Vincent Price related I mean yeah. just some I like of the, the older more stuff I mean stuff yeah. like uh, 
Last House on the Left and Texas Chainsaw Man. I watch shit like that. I just feel disgusting afterwards. I'm like, why did I watch that? Like, what did that do to enrich my life whatsoever? It didn't entertain me and it didn't make me feel good about anything. So why did I watch it? But yeah. I know some people dig that kind of stuff for whatever reason. But and a lot of people think I've, I've you know, somehow missed out because I didn't watch all that as a as a kid. And I know it brings back good memories for you, but I mean, the thing for me is you realize like how much stuff we've watched in the last four or five years it was all brand new to me so it was experience of the first time so i had all these all these movies that were completely brand new it was a brand new experience uh even though they're as old as i am in some cases or, or more you know so i'm experiencing them now so you, you've brought uh, that into my life and and shared that with me and and like I say so- some of it even if it's cheesy uh, you know, it is. Some of it's well written, and some of it's not. Some of it's just like, okay, this is cheesy, it's stupid, but at one time it scared the shit out of somebody. So, in other words, you can say when you're a known serial killer for snapping and killing a bunch of people, you can say you can thank me for introducing yeah, you to that. Yeah, I blame you. Thank you, however thank you want But you know, that's the fun awesome. thing about watching old movies. We're about to wrap this up. I'm not going to ramble on all day, but um, we watch some of those old horror movies. Um, we watch old mystery science theaters. We watch old black exploitation movies, which people probably think is weird about us if they knew that. And, about and us. I'm sure some people think that's truly racist, but it's, it's a part of culture. Yeah, I'm sorry, it, it is. But you watch all that old stuff, and then the reality is, like, this was legit entertainment for people at one time. You know what I mean? Like, we look at it now, like cheesy horror movies and goofy mystery science theater type stuff and crazy Rudy Ray Moore stuff and it's funny not necessarily as it was intended but it's funny but it's like there was a time people got excited loaded up went to the movies paid good money bought tickets to see these as straight up serious not necessarily serious movies but not like uh, looked at as, as you know I don't. I don't even know how exactly how to word it, but like as kind of um, in a mocking way or however you know, like especially like with Mystery Science Theater, it's like they're funny now because of them talking over it, and making fun of it. But at one time, somebody went and saw Mitchell without them talking over it. Yeah, somebody, or Hobgoblins. Yeah, somebody, somebody actually went and saw paid money for that and got fucking scared and thought that was a really well, scary movie. That was know? that was me. And that was you, but you were, <laughs> but you were a kid <laughs> though. But I'm talking about it was made. Because it was an R-rated movie, so it wasn't made for yeah. little kids to get scared. It was made for grown adults to go get scared of these little hobgoblins and chud and, and all this ghoulies. shit. That, ghoulies. Critters. That, like you say, it's laughable yeah. now, but it was serious horror movies back then. And I find that amusing and yeah, I mean, interesting. And the R-rated on stuff back then was a big deal because my, oh, yeah. my mother had to go sign for me to go into that. She never would sit in with me, but she would take me and let me sit and watch them. And yeah, yeah, now a Girl Scout troop can walk yeah, into you can walk in, the I next mean, fucking big horror movie. Exactly. And shit as long as they pay. I mean, back back in the day, it was a little more... It was restricted, and that was the R, you know? I mean, you didn't have movies that were on the NC-17 line like now that are R-rated. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that was a big deal for me when I was a kid. My mother would go and sign for me to watch a horror movie, you know? Yeah. I could go to school and go, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What'd you watch? And... Of course, I can't watch it. My mama won't let me. Take Manhattan. You know. Yeah, I'd be like, ha ha, I'm cool, and you're not. You know. Yeah. So. That would have been me. You were making fun. Exactly. 
because I went and saw the Muppet movies. And well, I did too. Karate Kid. I went and seen that too. I while stayed. you're watching, you know, Dismemberment and, and Death, and I'm, and I'm watching uh, Bambi. Uh, hey, I watched that too. That was actually my first, <laughs> one of my first movies I ever went and seen at the movie theater. That and, um, let's see, I seen Bambi, Ghostbusters in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw Ghostbusters the theater. Yeah. Back to the Future. Back to the Futures. I saw E.T. like three e. times. E.T., yeah. Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. All that good stuff, so. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Um, we're not going to be doing podcasts every week. I don't even know if we'll do them every two weeks. I don't know, but as we find things we want to talk about that we think somebody would be bored enough to listen to, uh, we'll record these and we'll upload them and hopefully you like them and share them with people. And if you don't, um, we'll try to be more interesting on the next one. Yeah, and uh, give me some insight on Facebook if you're my friend. Hey, hit me up for a conversation sometimes. Maybe if there's something that you think I might like I haven't seen, introduce me to it. And she, if not, she can suggest some things to you. If Because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that message Rosie and she and talks with about TV shows and movies and random stuff. So, yeah, by I'm, all means. I'm not a, a totally unapproachable person. I mean, I know I'm pretty cute and all, but, you know, I'm, I'm not totally untalkable. I mean, Me, I don't I don't usually talk to people, so you can just talk to her. I don't I don't have Yeah, Jean's an asshole. I don't have a lot to offer. I don't you know, whatever. <laughs> watch what you watch. I don't care. Yeah. That's, that's not that's not for me to discuss. Exactly. So so for the real Rosie J who hasn't tweeted in a while. I, I haven't, uh, because somehow my Twitter has got spammed and there's a whole bunch of nudie people on there that I've gotta go block and delete. So I don't know how that happened, but anyway, I don't. I don't tweet anymore. I don't have time, really. So, I mean, maybe I'll get back to doing. Maybe that she'll make time. And if you're a nudie person, don't add her. Don't add me. Block I'm you. just gonna block you. I don't want to see your junk. I've got junk. I don't need to see yours. So. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jackson Reaction Podcast. And everyone, please have a happy Halloween. And Safe. check your candy bars for razor blades because people do that. Do they apparently. do that? Do they, they do that? Do. They seen, still do? I've seen where somebody found a pistol in a Twix on Facebook, and it had to be real. Had it because it was on, on Facebook. Facebook. Wow. Goodbye.
began the nightmare. But on my street. In my room like an oven My bed so was sweat And man, I was bugging I checked the clock It had stopped at 12.30 It had melted It was so darn hot And I was thirsty I went downstairs To grab some juice or a coke Flipped the TV off And then I almost choked When I heard this awful voice Coming from behind It said Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was Broke outside in my drawers And screamed so long Cause got halfway up the block I calmed down and stopped screaming Then Until I noticed those rips in my sheets And that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street Jeff, listen to me. Don't go to sleep, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff. 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 Jeff.